Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome into the DMDR Fantasy Podcast. I'm seeing Kale's note. We came in. I didn't need to wait for the song this time. And by golly, I did it. I'm joined, as always, by the full crew. Kale Sorbo here. Justin Michael. Fellas, how are we doing? And most importantly, how are your fantasy teams doing? I uh, am at least 4-1 and one or 3-2 and two in all of my leagues. So, doing well. Excellent. So, so relevant, it. still competitive. I don't know. You're not. You're not. I thought you were going to come out a little bolder than that. You were tweeting about it before. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm actually like I'm kicking ass in fantasy this year. There That's it is. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, That's what we're supposed to do. I've got a lot of. I've. I've got. I went heavy in on Devontae Adams, Najee Harris, and Jalen Hurts this year, and all three of those decisions have been really, really good for me. So. A big fan of all of those guys. Real that tight. segues right into what we want to do this week. We are recording before Monday night, which uh, we've already talked about how some guys are um, just slotted in to blow up tonight to kind of nullify this segment. But we want to look back since we're already six weeks in, see some of our best calls coming into the season, maybe some of our best calls even uh leading into uh just last week where you know shots to your boys for telling you to pick up khalil herbert for example and then uh we'll have to eat some crow as well because not all our calls were inevitably great and um kale all since you are the one undoubtedly on staff doing best here in their fantasy teams why don't you start us off why don't you take a nice little winner's lap here 
Um, I just was really um I want to start with Jalen Hurts. I've talked about him yeah. too much on this podcast already, mm-hmm. but he the man just doesn't put up less than 20 fantasy points. He just refuses to do it. I really like it's a touchdown machine. I really like the fact that while he might not be a very good NFL player, he's an elite fantasy player. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the scoring systems with how they're sort of slanted towards quarterback quarterbacks mm-hmm. who pick up points with their feet. We've talked about that a lot. And Jalen Hurts to me is just the antithesis of that, where his floor is so high because he picks up those yards and then he picks up all those yards. So he has that rushing base and then they're playing from behind a lot. So he's throwing for a ton of yards at the end of games and getting a couple garbage time touchdowns. I think that's going to continue to happen. Jalen Hurts has been great. And I, a lot of the value on him was pretty good. I, I think I you know, drafted him in like the second or third to last round in every league I drafted him this year. And it's been one of my best pickups. The value, I think, is the biggest point there. Because, you know, looking at the the stats, interesting enough, you know, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, that's three, four, five in ESPN's quarterback fantasy rankings. So everything Kale said is right. You know, it is kind of starting to slant towards those mobile guys. But it is interesting that, Tom Brady's two and Patrick Mahomes is one. And I know Mahomes is, is more mobile than he probably gets credit for, but still passing quarterbacks one and two. But I, I, I'm not trying to argue. I just more, more an observation that I was interested by. Would you take moving forward, like for the rest of the year, would you rather have Jalen Hurts or like a Matthew Stafford? Hmm. Jalen Hurts, especially going down the stretch, I don't know if the Rams are going to be playing guys because they might rest, especially it, it looks like the Cardinals might lock up this division pretty quick. Um, and if they're locked into a wild card spot, I know Sean McVay is the type of guy who's not going to play his starters, even if there's three weeks left. That's an interesting conundrum. I don't. I think it's maybe a little premature to say the Cardinals have it locked up just since there's still 11 weeks. That's fair. I'm sorry. Maybe a little bit too hyped on Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Dude, they're fun. I'd honestly take Dak ahead of both those guys um, because of scheduling and looking ahead and offensive weapons. Um, Weapons-wise, that's probably the best skill positions um, in the NFL right there. Cowboys, put them up with the cards. Yeah, that offense is stacked, especially once they get all these guys healthy and yeah. you know, the, the, the running back situations just kind of been an added mm-hmm. bonus. You knew what they had at receiver and then Schultz just out of nowhere has been yeah a stud, Huge but performer. it makes sense. I mean, before the year in one of our mock drafts, we kind of just for fun mocked Trey McBride to the Cowboys. Cause there was like, who has used a tight end more consistently than the Cowboys? You know, all those years with Jason Witten, they finally have their replacement though. Yeah. He's playing great. I'd watch out for Josh Allen there as well. Uh, why don't you take a winner's lap here for us, Justin? Yeah. Um, I mean, if we're, if we're talking about most recent guys, obviously, Khalil Herbert. I actually signed him like five minutes before game time on on Sunday. I was high on his stock, was surprised nobody had picked him up. And I was like, you want to know what? I'm going to go for it. I dropped Latavius Murray, who actually had a good game as well. So it kind of would have been six one way, half a dozen the other. But Herbert in Chicago, he he's fun, man. He's electric. And I also want to throw out 
CeeDee Lamb, who we were really bragging about before mm. last week, and he had an awesome game. You know, Cowboys fans have kind of been frustrated. Like, why is he not putting up, you know, more consistent numbers this year? He finally had that breakout performance. And that kind of goes in line with what Dre is saying, at least moving forward. I think all of these Cowboys guys, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Schultz, if you have any of them, I think most of them are going to be like must must starts in, in any given week, just with the way they spread it around and with the way they put points on the board, just so explosive. Yeah. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I'd say probably my best call was where I rank Saquon, um, borderline top ten running back in this class. I just put him in a spot where you would never draft him um, in the top five, which is where he went. And obviously, no one's trying to celebrate injuries, but I thought pre-injury, you know, that offense just doesn't look well equipped to handle. Uh, fantasy success and him as a runner he's a he's just had a struggle um you know he he can catch the ball and if you get him in space he'll make explosive plays but they're just too um too few and far between to really sustain um let's get into eating crow because obviously not all our calls have been good i have quite a few and i don't know we'll see where we end up at the end of the year but i'd I'd say that at this point jonathan taylor given his last two weeks i have to eat crow on that and um i felt amazing winning a a prop bet on a jonathan taylor under rushing yards while he went off for like 200 total uh last week in prime time then this week he just murdered the texans and that's where you know that's where this lies is uh, while while Jonathan Taylor maybe isn't always the best, he is in the AFC South for a team that is going to be seven and nine, nine and seven most years. And you are going to get those games against the Texans where they just get to beat up and Jonathan Taylor gets to pat his stats and you know just six games a year of that i mean exactly it's it's something we should have considered more you can be a low-end rb1 that way and i still think marlon mack is a sneaky waiver wire pickup because i don't know i I don't know how sustainable it can be for jt but for now i'm eating crow on that i respect i was wrong too so i i also have to eat crow on him but nobody i have to eat crow for more than noah fant and on on the Broncos because I I thought this was his breakout year. I thought you know he's gonna jump up into that top four, top five fantasy conversation. Mm-hmm. He did have a decent week this past week, so I guess this or, isn't the best time to do it. Maybe like maybe 20, he's trending in the points. right direction, but yeah, but the sample I mean, good, size isn't there. Good fantasy, Sorry, good fantasy production this week, but it all came in garbage time, and so it doesn't feel like it's sustainable, right? The offense isn't looking at him; he looks lost out there from a play-wise. So many plays, he's disinterested, not even. I hate his body language. Yeah, and so I, I, I also I had Noah Fan as my tight end three coming into the season over Darren Waller, and that is just completely. I was wrong. Nope. <laughs> it's just a guy. I'll, I'll take this conversation to tight ends as well. My whole strategy of drafting Waller Kittle in the top 15 and treating them like I treat Kelsey has not worked out. They have not returned 
that value for whatever reason. And I mean, Waller was going off to start the season. Kittle too. Kittle, the injuries keep creeping up. And Waller, it's been much more of a vertical passing game if they've been more uh, more likely to take deep shots than to just feed him for like 18 targets a game uh, in, in the slot. So it, it just hasn't been... It, the return hasn't been there. It just really feels like Derek Carr's looking to Ruggs and Renfro first, yep, you know, yep, instead yep. of Darren Waller now, which is good for the Raiders offense because having a wide receiver as your number one target is ideally where you want to be, but bad for Darren Waller fantasy owners. Yeah, a hundred percent. Do you wanna um do you wanna eat some crow here? Yeah, I guess I need to, lots of things I need to eat crow on. We'll start with Allen Robinson, who I was super high on coming yeah, into this year. Yeah. Um, he's been super, he had a decent week. So again, maybe not the right week to talk about it, but he's been a massive disappointment. I mean, the first couple weeks of the season, he didn't break the top 50 in scoring wide receivers. So that was ridiculously rough. Yeah, um, for sure. I need to, and I need to eat some crow on just Derrick Henry. I thought he was going to regress this year and wasn't going to be able to put up the points. And mm-hmm. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. So far, so far, we'll see tonight, you know, like, uh, those were two season than ever guys. So there's a lot, there's more weeks for us exactly. to either, you know, some of these takes were down on now they could come back around and we look smart. And some of the ones we're bragging about taking victory laps might be a little premature. I, I, well, I was wrong about Fant. I ended up getting Mark Andrews in like the 11th round, I think, of my draft. And he's been the number two fantasy tight end in the NFL. Yeah. Lamar's consistent number one target. That one was just poor drafting on, on my counterparts. But I guess I can but, brag about that one. But I did see him ranked lower in a lot of places with the thinking being, most of his production was so reliant on touchdowns and it just isn't going to be replicable. And what we've seen is that logic is correct, but he, as the Ravens off passing attack has expanded, especially with the injuries they've had to the running game, he still remains like the best mismatch in that offense. So as that passing attack has grown, so has Mark Andrews value. um, And now his, his impact in fantasy isn't so reliant on him catching a touchdown or not every Sunday. And he really is. I mean, he has been for years, but now I think that narrative is going to have to go away because also the, the narrative of Lamar not passing as much is going to start being diffused as well. He's got some Kelsey to his game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where it's just like, he could just kind of roam around and wait for Lamar to, you know, break free, get outside the tackle box. He just finds some space and Lamar throws it up to him. I mean, there's not a lot of tight ends and in, in quarterbacks. I think that have that type of rapport, especially, you know, guys that can just kind of scramble around. We need to get Kyler Murray a tight end. Once Kyler has a tight end, all the, all these teams Zach are going to be fun to watch. They did get him a tight end. Yeah. The Max Williams got injured and was looking real good. And that's Max Williams with two X's at the end of his name. And now we got Zach Ertz coming in. Couldn't play this week because he already played on Thursday. He will be available. Um, that might even be a sneaky pickup. We are going to do a final um, eat crow that is intertwined with our good friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Nothing better. Number one in the land. Two 
of my biggest misses. And I think we all as a fantasy community sharing these misses. Um, so far, Stefan Diggs, not the return on investment at all for a top wide receiver. I thought top five coming into the season. He hasn't been even close. He hasn't been the top wide receiver on his own team. Emmanuel Sanders, who's still available in some leagues, has that distinction. His number tonight set at 84 and a half against this putrid all Titans pass defense. And um, I really don't know if that's cheesy or not, because I think this is one of those games where we need to start deciding is uh is Diggs just a kind of a fantasy bust this year or is this where he starts to pick it up I also need to eat crow on Julio on the DraftKings Sportsbook app Julio's number set at 46 and a half might be tempted by the over might be tempted by the over there in a little turnaround where maybe they're down early and they need to chase right anyways all of my fantasy homies like you can use that fantasy knowledge to your advantage on the DraftKings Sportsbook app with those kind of props and so much more. Download uh, the app now. Use code DMVR, and they will match your first deposit bonus um, up to $1,000. It It's uh, one of those deals. doesn't get much better. Can I get the disclaimer real quick, my friend? I always forget that. I'm not like these guys who remember that off the top. Course, of course, find it because it was not in this brand. There we go. <laughs> must be 21 it. or older. Colorado only bonus comprised of first upon us bonus and a first bet match, each up to five thousand five hundred dollars. Deposit bonus required 20, 25 times playthroughs. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com. Sleeves postbook for details. Gambling problem call 1 800 522 47 That was barely coherent English, but that is okay because we are back on track. Now, I want to talk about some waiver wire pickups. We gave out some big ones, and I mean big ones last week. And you week. guys nailed it. Yeah, Hunter Henry, who, mm, 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 but he made it happen, at least gets a touchdown. Alex Collins was an obvious one, huge. Uh, we'll see what happens with this Giants backfield. They were, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that devastating injury to Kadarius Tony. That was the, the worst. But probably the best call of all definitely Khalil Herbert who had himself a day um in dynasties a must pick up very intriguing in redrafts thing that scares you with the bears in that context is uh that offense you know probably going to be revolutionized a little bit with a coaching change here soon you would assume but you, you would never think, know yeah um but anyways this week though it it starts to get even more interesting. We've, you know, the injuries keep piling on. Let's go. Let's go, Martin. Yeah. Um, I'm riding with you. I also need Diggs to have a big game. I'm down 10 right now. The other team's got their kicker going. I got Diggs. We'll see. Over Beasley, too. I'm in a, I'm in a tricky situation, too, tonight. I'm up by 10. I've got Emmanuel Sanders, but he's got Josh Allen. Uh, the ultimate predicament. So yeah, you know, passing, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Is it PPR? It is PPR. Oh, you could feast okay. if you that's just got some advantage. short passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're kind of hoping for the the short passing game 
on that one. Um, but you know, the injuries keep piling up and, uh, you gotta, you gotta stay alert here. I, I, it was you who was talking about Trey Lance and how that could swing some leagues and, uh, the old comparison. Also, we kind of have some guys returning to form and stuff. So lots to get into. Um, I got one. Go ahead. Yeah, please do. Jalen Waddle is finally hitting that stride in my, now it's Huge a small week. sample size, but these last couple of weeks, he's really flashing. He, I mean, I had him on the bench, so I can tell you for a fact, he went off this week, 10 catches, 70 yards, two touchdowns. He's their best receiving option by a wide margin. Yeah. And he already has chemistry established with Tua. I think getting Tua yeah. back out there was big for his game. Yep. And again, like, they're just going to play like a lot of mediocre defenses. You know, they still got their games with the jets and the Patriots defense, I think is maybe a little bit overhyped. It's a very good defense, but I think there's some opportunities to beat them over the top. I question their secondary a little bit. I really think Jalen Waddle down the stretch is going to be their guy. You worry about Will Fuller kind of coming into his own and stealing some of those targets, but so far Fuller hasn't done anything and, and I would lean on Waddle. Yeah, he he adds a he adds some dynamic athleticism that that team doesn't have otherwise in its playmaking core, and to see him feast like that with Tua, I think is massive. Uh, rostered in seventy five percent of leagues, so there are leagues out there where you'll find him, and obviously we all know about the depth at wide receiver, and uh, on that depth at wide receiver, Donovan Peoples Jones goes off now a bit of a blowout so the browns have to pass the ball a lot more than usual but this is a former highly touted recruit a guy who tested absolutely off the charts um in a loaded wide receiver class i still ranked him in my top 10 never quite lived up to it because michigan's passing offense was never what it was I was now he say, has that wasn't really on him right now he has this huge opportunity, not just with the injuries at wide receiver, but now the injuries at running back that are going to open things up even more in the passing game. He's coming off a massive week. You know, it's not all going to be easy breezy as it was in the first five weeks for the Browns. I think Baker's going to have to, you know, get back there and throw it, sling it around 30 times a game. And Donovan Peoples-Jones could be a huge pickup in that end. Richard Higgins time, dude, time and time again, whenever Cleveland gets injury ridden and they have all this money invested up in Jarvis Landry and OBJ, and then they end up leaning on, you know, a small guy, whether it's people's Jones this year that nobody was thinking about coming in or Richard Higgins. Like I I, he might score against Denver. I'm just going to throw that out there. He's, he's sneakily one of Baker's favorite red zone guys. Well, they're um, going to, they're going to need huge. They're just going to need, people to get the ball to because Kareem Hunt's going to be out. OBJ is going to be out and Nick Chubb's going to be out. That offense has to go somewhere. Landry too. Yeah. So look at Dearness Johnson, who's kind of penciled in as their third running back. Didn't do much um, against the cards. Once Kareem Hunt went down because like, obviously they were already down big. So they, they kind of had to abandon the game plan, but that is Stefanski and Cleveland's bread and butter. They have to totally. run the ball. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, Denver short week coming up. They're not going to get some street free agent to fill in. They're going to count on their third string running back 
to fill in that gap. Um, and I mean, I think he's going to have to get a huge workload and that's a, that's a running back. I've really got my eye on because prior to this week, no one was really going to roster this guy. So he should be available in just about every league you're in. And I think immediately be a consideration at running back two or your flex spot. Uh, I also, I, I have a question for you guys. Yes. Are you, are you buying Pat Fryermuth? Mm. on this Steelers offense. I'm still skeptical of yeah. all things Pittsburgh. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Minus maybe Najee Harris. Najee Harris, I have become a believer. Our PPR God. He has overcome <laughs> all obstacles to become truly a PPR. Including God literally right running now. behind five garbage cans. Like he literally. Is incredible. That's the thing about those Alabama guys. You never know coming from that like very uh is it going to be Eddie Lacy is it going to be Mark Ingram right. is it going to you know there's like right. there's a lot of oh, boomer bust when it comes had, to former Bama backs he's overcoming it all I yeah. knew he was explosive like this I mean we saw him hurdle a guy again last night but I had no idea he could catch passes like this cuz they didn't use him that way at Bama It's true he did. I mean, I mean we we highlighted it a little bit on the draft well, pod that he was a better pass catcher than yeah. showed. It was just yeah. a really small sample size, and we we did think it was something that would translate. I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back, but, but I don't I think mean, it's shocking. It's I just been his game. He just, like, yeah, he just yeah. didn't really get a chance to show it. Um, God, he's right. fun though. It we sucks didn't think that he'd be like prime Ladanian Tomlinson. You know? Exactly. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll tell you. Here's a spicy take, and maybe it isn't, but instead of Fryermuth, I would say go with another former Midwest tight end who stayed in the Midwest, a.k.a. Tyler Conklin, who's really sneaky, been killing it, and been a top 10 play at the position. From what I saw, he's like only rostered in 25% of leagues, um, ESPN standards. So Conklin is doing his thing. Now that bye weeks are starting to, like you need to be active on the waiver wire. You need some options at tight end. You might have been an idiot like me and drafted Kittle in the late first, so now you got to figure all that out. Conklin really, really liked the um, – he went to a Mac school. I can't remember where, but I, I liked him in the draft process as well, and he's a, he's definitely a tight end I've, I've picked up in, in several different leagues. Owned in most leagues at this point, but Dawson Knox, going back to the Bills oh, and, been and other targets, he's, he's been, been insane. He's been racking it up. I've been I've been trying to find a tight end that hasn't necessarily produced. Maybe it's Zach Ertz that is you know doesn't have much to show so far and is going to be a a boom guy down the line. I can yeah. also see. You know, I like that you brought up Conklin. I think Conklin Conklin's been great. Molly Cox, you'll see on on a lot. Russell Dwelly. Yeah. Is a backup for the Niners. Who's I kind of I kind of like Austin Maybe. Hooper. He's available in a lot of leagues. He's he highly paid. That you know they're down a lot of weapons. Maybe they yeah. start getting him the ball more. I don't know. And right, throwing tight end options out there that are on the waivers at this point. <laughs> Maybe you start using him as more of a wide receiver than anything else. Yeah, um, just because yeah. they need pass catchers right now. Totally. I'm glad he's got to um, catch the ball. So, yeah, I like yeah. that suggestion. Another big piece of news was Antonio Gibson goes down. So if he's available or if you're desperate for a running back and want to try trading for J.D. McKissick, 
that offense is sneakily pretty good. He's been he's quite been productive. putting up points even before McKinnon went down. Like I, a, I picked him up week two, and he's been a solid option to fill in. In a PPR, he's really nice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I'm kind of a Heineke believer, so that's just an a fruitful offense right now to invest in. And then we mentioned it last week, Ramondre Stevenson, a uh, big boy out of Oklahoma, the rookie back for the New England Patriots. Damon Harris still has an extraordinary game. So we thought after some of the fumbles in week five, that might regress. Stevenson got some touches, gets a touchdown. So remained fantasy viable. But again, because he didn't go off, you might be able to buy low. Remember this big boy went off for like a, like a 80 yard uh, run or catch in the preseason. He he's got some flashiness to it. Um, and almost, Reminiscent of LeGarrette Blunt in some areas of his game. If Alex Collins is still available, you got to pounce. Um, and then I go- Dallas is available in a lot of leagues too. Speaking of Seahawks running backs, he's got yes. some some return upside um, there. And then they also, for some reason, keep giving him the ball in the red zone. So there's some touchdown Insane. upside there. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing some slight Rashad Penny buzz over there. I will be very. I'll believe it when I see it, dude. Exactly, exactly. Him, Pumphrey, the long list of San Diego State running backs that have come out in the last year, and they were (laughs) products of their system. It's true. I mean, and when you have guys like McKissick, Herbert, uh, Dearness Johnson, Ramondre Stevenson, here's one I'll throw out. Better options. Should be eligible to be back off the IR starting this week. Jamichael Hasty of the 49ers former Baylor back. I think he was about third on the depth chart. Then, you know, Mostert goes down. Trey Sermon goes down. He was producing pretty well. Then he went down. Seems like he'll be back. Still seems like Elijah Mitchell's out. And look, they got Trey Lance at quarterback. Like they need some sort of running back. They can trust in that backfield. Jamichael hasty is available in your league. Very, very, very sneaky pickup. Um, I, Rashad I know what, I know what you're saying with that with that Dre, but the, the Niners backfield's a headache that I'm going to let someone else in my league deal with. Sorry. It is kind of approaching Patriots territory where it's just like, who the hell are they going to throw back there? Right. Like you might just be better off in a desperation. Kyle use check a play some week. Literally. literally. No, I know. Um, I just said Jamichael hasty might've been high enough on that preseason depth chart to actually warrant, but you're right. Like, I mean, and that's the, like we've been doing this show maybe 20 weeks now between last year's regular season and this year's regular season. Um, I've probably talked about seven different Niners running backs. At least. And how many times have we spent the preseason talking about Raheem Mostert? And that's turned into nothing either. Or Trey Sermon. There was a week we were hyped about Trey Sermon. Um, (laughs) Okay. Well then some more warranted hype. How about Rashad Bateman? Sammy Watkins is out. Bateman back. First game of action, light. So you should still be able to find him in a lot of leagues. Look, this is a highly touted first rounder, a guy who a lot of us thought could be the Justin Jefferson of this receiver class, kind of that third guy that slept on who explodes. With Watkins being out and this passing attack really taking off, big time guy to keep an eye on and maybe try to jump the curb before everyone picks them out i wouldn't suggest picking up ty hilton but i we do need to mention ty hilton back to playing football so 
Shout out, shout out our guy Zach for literally starting Kyle well, in two of his leagues. I think he's in a 20 team league that I'm in. And in that 20 team league, you kind of have to. That league, by the way, my backfield all of a sudden looking amazing because it's Ramondre Stevenson, Kyle Juszczyk. I'll be picking up Jermichael Hasty if uh, Zach doesn't beat me to it. So there you go. <laughs> The problem uh, with the DNVR league, we're giving them I our, know, our tips, I know. and then I'm like, I just gave you advice on how to beat me this week. Well, the the bigger problem is our the busy lifestyles. You know, uh, Saturday I'm I'm meeting Hall of Fame hockey players and stuff, and Sunday we're recording the tailgate all together. I there's some leagues I I I'm really afraid to say I didn't even set my lineup. I was setting the lineup on the tailgate. I'm a very last minute set the lineup guy. I, got I also I got set my lineup as as we were on the tailgate this week. So sometimes so I, the pressure brings the best out up. of you, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you true. need you need your back against the wall. You need to feel the intensity of the moment, and that's what brings out the the baller in you. It's like Tom it's, Brady. He just he just needs somebody to doubt him a little bit. It's really true. That happened, and all my DMVR leagues I was able to attend to. A couple of my old Dynasty leagues I was not. Um, I also had a devastating loss in fantasy hockey this week. This week so Sorry. That'll, that'll get you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, do we want to so, talk? Do we want to talk some defenses to pick up this week? Yeah, you, you want to stream some defenses? Absolutely. Let's get into that before we close this out. That is another area I need help in because, as mentioned a couple times on this show, the uh, Washington football team defense not working out as I hoped preseason. Uh, my favorite defense to stream this week is probably the Colts. Um, I think um, that. Uh, high upside of it seems like Trey Lance is just really, really young right now. If he, if he ends up playing, because I know he's got a nagging injury. If he ends up playing, he's kind of turnover prone. That's going to help you with some fantasy points. I don't think they're, I think that's going to be kind of a duke it out low scoring game Mm -hmm. with, with ground games right now. Um, And the Colts defense is available in most leagues. That's probably my number one streaming pickup this week. Where are you guys at on that? I like, I like that. And actually, Colts have such a nice schedule. You can kind of stash them and stream them a couple weeks a year, like this past week against the Texans. Speaking of which, Cardinals defense going up against the Texans this week. Oh yeah, that's a great one. I mean, they've been amazing. Going to be calling the (laughs) calling the show. How about um, our guy Vance Joseph uh, making a nice little name for himself, looking like he might get. Uh, he's about to some... get another head coaching job. That's what I mean. He's about to get another head coaching job. It looks like. Yeah, Good we'll luck. see if defensive disciples do that. Still, um, I wonder. But uh, you know, and they've got lots of talent. Honestly, I kind of think that that D is probably taken in your league. Um, if it is. Dolphins against the Falcons. Falcons have been struggling mightily. I think Giants against the Panthers might be a sneaky one. Um, and I might Am I even crazy go... for thinking maybe the Jets against the Patriots? I think you could go vice versa in this one. Right. I like some of the talent on that Jets defense. And I kind of feel like this is going to be... Because they got embarrassed so bad the last time that they played. You know, There might just be some of that extra motivation there. The Patriots I... offense isn't sexy, but I don't know. There's just something about dude. Belichick Bill Belich- just owns the Jets. He Bill Belichick against the, the yeah. Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback. I'm not touching that. Yeah, I, I, 
I, I've seen it. It's sneaky. They just put 30 on the Cowboys, though. I, that's that's what worries me. It feels out. like the Patriots offense is yeah. kind of figuring it out a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'd be more sneaky and go Giants against the Panthers. I like that, too. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. As long as uh, C-Max out. And their corners are wild to say maybe Denver. I mean, obviously, you probably can't pick them up because they'd been like a top five fantasy defense prior to last week where they were absolutely embarrassed. But you're going against a shorthanded Cleveland offense on a short week. There could be some turnover potential there. They need this game. Like if Denver's going to do anything, you know, they need this game. If Case right. Keenum ends up playing, I I absolutely think you should start Denver's defense. That's a turnover waiting to happen. That is Case Keenum well, revenge. That game. is a huge change. Yes, that is a big difference for sure. So there you go. Yeah, no better We're- way to wrap than that. Thank you both for getting this done. Thank you to all of you in the chat for jumping in. Shoot us that thumbs up download the podcast, write us a review, all that good stuff. Thank you all. We will be back next week as usual. Uh, Best of luck with your fantasy.